0: That as is moderator for tonight's broadcast I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. Ah, uh, you're thinking of coming out to the range, huh? You just don't know where it is. Well, it's right on up over that precipice. It's high noon for Thursday, September 9th, twenty twenty-one. Follow the podcast on the Telegram messenger app at t.me/slash. I'm your moderator, or join the discussion thread at t.me/slash. I'm reasonable. You can also find me on Gab and Getter at I'm Your Moderator. The substack is I'mYourModerator.substack.com and the merch site is CancelCouture.com or go direct to Shop.Spreadshirt.com slash cancel cotour. Today is the 232nd day of Barack Obama's third term as served by the half-dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist, dummy, fake proxy president, Joe Biden, who is overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history, and the father of one of the most despicable sons to ever walk the earth. That's Hunter Biden. So, congratulations, commies. You realized you're so right about everything that everyone must agree with you. So, you set up a whole bunch of rules to make it so people have no choice but to agree with you. But the thing is, you can't even enforce or support the rules. Honestly, commie, it's kind of embarrassing. And if you're the kind of commie who's come to terms with all that and you're realizing it, the thing is, we want you to move back here to America, just migrate back. And you'll get right in. All you have to do is leave all of the stupid and evil communist ideas behind, okay? You're going to have to let go of that little image in your head of the perfect communist utopia that you've been striving for and simply realize that it does not exist. And if you're saying to yourself, yeah, man, I think that's kind of right. Maybe we shouldn't have been trying for that strange utopia thing. Maybe we should all just, you know, let each other live and try to be independent and help out and just let our neighbors make their own decisions rather than trying to force them to do stuff that they clearly don't want to do and that we can't even explain. If you've gotten to that point, then perhaps you have a future in America and you are, in fact, a redeemable communist. Yes, you've been down that bad road for an awfully long time, but there's still time for you to turn all of that around and start contributing to the project of freedom that is America. And with that, I would love to extend a warm Thursday high noon welcome to all of the redeemable communists out there. Hello, commies. Welcome to the show. Stick around. Stick around for today, for tomorrow, some of next week, maybe, maybe the week after that. By then, you're going to be an American again. I promise. I will help you in that process. But the truth is, you almost don't even need me at this point because what you and your decisions have wrought in our once great society, you can see it all with your own eyes. How bad it is. Because you, sorry to say, it's, you know, only partly your fault. The culture helped do this to you. But you have been brought to a point of total narcissism and incompetence. And literally every single idea and plan you support is an abomination and a failure. Okay. Your choice to vote for Joe Biden was a grievous moral error that you have done nothing but compound upon since then. But thankfully, you're seeing it. That's the good part. If I can help, you know, push you over the edge, or, you know, maybe I'll pull you over the fence, into the range. I'll just help you out just a little bit. You know where you need to be. You know what you need to do. All you need to do to get there is simply let go Of all the stupid and evil communist ideas. I'm not saying that as a joke or because I just like repeating it. I'm saying that's literally all you have to do. Just let go and make amends with the people you've been terrible to. Okay, if you ended relationships with people who you know are good people, you decided to call them racist or sexist or homophobic or something ridiculous Because they supported the actual president, Donald Trump, or, you know, because they are not in support of submitting to a medical experiment. Maybe you owe them an apology if you acted like a uh, C-list celebrity on social media like Sophia Bush or something, if you were repeating all those terrible ideas about, uh, feminism and gender politics and every other bit of nonsense that the communists threw in your face. If you're that person, well, you know, you got a lot of work to do to uh, revive your public image, but you might as well start now. You start later. No one's going to care. That's the thing. You got to come back to America now. After a certain point, no one is going to respect your decision because it will just be a matter of personal convenience for you. So just get rid of the stupid and evil communist ideas. Leave all that behind. Let go of the terrible story you've been telling yourself about your own morality for this long. Make your amends and come on back. It's that simple. Just think about how much easier it is to do that, just admit you're wrong, start learning things about reality and apologize to people you were awful to. That is so much easier than continuing to pretend that you're supporting your viewpoints because you're not supporting your viewpoints. Your viewpoints are founded on nothing, which is why you will not explain them to anyone. You'll attempt to. And when somebody presses you for further explanation, you will eventually get mad and leave the conversation. And every one of you commies knows this. You would see your own behavior as embarrassing if you had the ability to hold a rational perspective on anything. That's just a fact. Admitting to all of this and trying to compensate for it is so much easier than what you're doing right now. Because what you're doing right now as they drive you further and further and further into this terrible position you hold is you are actively justifying and supporting a communist regime running the Nazi playbook. And that's really what's happening right now. I am actually labeling that properly, commies and Nazis. Everyone can see it. It is a direct historical parallel. You can't even explain your way out of that because you don't know anything about history. But you still believe you're one of the good guys. You believe that the utopia you talk about and think about and imagine you're helping to create is just around the corner. If only everyone would just take the vaccine, we would get there. And I know what you're thinking right now. You're thinking that utopia I'm talking about is not about communism. It's about equality. And I'm just putting all these rules in place so that equality can happen. And yes, if we have to force people to be equal, we will do it. But it's not communism because I like to buy Teslas. Right, Kami? That's about it, isn't it? You appreciate the finer things in life. Therefore, you can't be a commie. Unfortunately, those two things are not related at all. You are just the sort of commie that thinks you'll end up being at the top. Yeah, you know things are going to be bad for all those poor people. All those people who just can't fit into the system. But we're going to give them welfare payments. We're going to give them health care. And yes, the health care will be, you know, regulated by the government, let's say. But that's only for their protection so that they can have access to things like vaccines that don't work rather than treatments like ivermectin that do work. It's for their health. Because everybody knows that vaccines are how we get to herd immunity, even though vaccines don't prevent anyone from getting the disease or spreading the disease or, you know, even getting sick or dying. But super important. Now, the reason I'm talking about this beyond the fact that I talk about it quite a lot because it's important, because it's relevant, is because I went out last night. To try to see a concert, I am currently in Austin, Texas, and my girlfriend is here, and it was her birthday, and we went to dinner, and she remarked that she would love to go see another concert because we went to one the other night. I think I mentioned my friend's band was in town, so we saw a show the other night, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to look at this app that I used to always look at back when I went to concerts all the time, see what's in town turns out an artist I really enjoy they're called city and color color is spelled in the British way with the U or maybe they're Canadian and it was just right in downtown Austin at the Paramount Theater and I was like all right well let's go on down there I'm sure we can get tickets outside or something and we'll go see this show. This artist is really great. He's a fantastic singer. Uh, you know, kind of a singer-songwriter style thing. Used to be in a pretty heavy hardcore band called uh, Alexis on Fire. But now he just does his own thing. Yeah, he's got a band. But it's City in Color. It's this guy, Dallas Green. Okay? So I get on down there. And I'm like, all right. Well, there's no, there's no one outside selling tickets. Which is odd. You know, I've been to hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of concerts in my life. And almost always, no matter how big the artist is, if it's at a popular venue with a nationally touring artist, there's usually some people outside selling some tickets. Not here. So I grab some tickets on StubHub and walk up to the entrance, and the the woman who's checking IDs and stuff, which I happily hand her, is like, hey, so do you have... Proof of vaccination. I'm like, no, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, do you have proof of a negative COVID test? I'm like, what? No. And she's like, well, I, you know, she points to the sign. Well, you know, you have to have one of those to come in here. I'm like, oh, wait a second. What? You guys are a segregationist venue. Is that is that what's going on? And by the way, I'm going to describe the conversation I had with these people as best I can. If you don't believe me that I actually talk to people like this in person, the whole thing is on video, and I might post it. I thought I was filming it myself. My girlfriend definitely filmed it, so she has it. But uh, this I am going to describe in the realest way possible, okay? I think most of you would just take my word for this. But trust me when I say, I said to her, oh, so you're a segregationist venue. And she's like, no, no, we're not. I'm like, well, this is segregation, You're telling me that I can't come in unless I submit to a an experimental medical procedure. And she basically was just like, well, do you want to talk to the manager? And I was like, yeah, I would love to talk to the manager. Take me to your leader. So she points over her shoulder to uh, this middle aged guy, maybe 50, 55. And I walk around and say, hello. And his name is Chip. And he says, hey, what's the problem? And I say, well, Chip, I didn't realize when I bought the tickets that this was a segregationist venue. And he's like, well, what do you mean? I was just told, Chip, that you have to have a vaccine or a negative COVID test to be able to come into the building. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, I'm like, "Yeah, so you are in favor of segregation. And I said, Chip, are you proud of this policy? And he said, yeah, we are proud of this policy. We have this policy in place to keep people safe. And I said, well, Chip, the vaccine actually doesn't prevent the disease from spreading and it doesn't prevent people from getting it. So the vaccine doesn't actually keep anyone here safe. And he says, well, You know, okay, but the artists want it. And I said, well, that's funny, Chip. I know a bunch of artists, and the ones I talk to actually don't like this policy. They don't want it. I'm like, the artists? this is not coming from the artists. You're not doing the artists a favor here. That is not what you're doing. And please don't tell me that. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, it's actually uh, Live Nation. And so I said, Well, Live Nation is a massive corporation. Now you're telling me that the concert promoter wants it. How is that the artists? You might be saying this is coming from the artist's side, but that's not even true. Live Nation owns most of these venues around the country, and Live Nation is the company, the corporation, the group enforcing the COVID bubbles on their touring musicians, they make it so musicians go from city to city to city on the bus with their band, with their people, with their crew. They get to the venue. They are not allowed to see or interact with anyone who's not in their COVID bubble. They get to go out on stage and perform for everybody. And then right after that, they get to go back on the bus with their bubble and go to the next city. They are being treated like circus animals, okay? They get to the new city, they're let out of their cage to go perform, and then as soon as they're done, right back in the cage. These are some of the most talented musicians in the country being subjected to this treatment. They are being enslaved by a society that now just promotes medical tyranny as if it's somehow necessary, 18 months into a fake pandemic that we all know can only kill a very small subset of this country's citizens. The infection fatality rate of the coronavirus is lower than that of an average flu. The infection fatality rate is 0.1% roughly which means one out of 1,000 people who get COVID, this is people who are infected with COVID, will die from COVID. And so that one in 1,000 people, you know, you repeat that over and over again until you get up to the 600,000 very real deaths. And all of those 600,000 very real deaths Are that one out of a thousand people in that infection fatality rate, right? Which means every thousand people who get coronavirus, the one in each group of a thousand who will die almost every single time that situation replicates on our way up to 600,000 very real deaths is over 70 more than likely over 80, and has an average of four comorbidities. That is the disease that we are enslaving society to prevent deaths from. And apparently we have no problem whatsoever with causing deaths through the mitigation measures. We just don't want any deaths from COVID. Those are the worst deaths. Do they feel the worst? No. Do the COVID victims become extra dead? Nope. Same amount of dead, no matter what you die from. But those are the ones we must stop. So Live Nation is telling these venues that they must abide by these policies. But I noticed on their sign, it does not say Live Nation on the sign. Okay, on the the Vaxi Masky sign. And by the way, this same concert venue was trying to tell people on their little sign that they must wear a mask unless they're eating or drinking inside the venue. What in the world is wrong with these people? Okay, and so Chip is trying to tell me now that it is Live Nation's problem. And so within two minutes of talking to this guy, I got him from saying he was proud of this policy and that they are keeping people safe to the artists want it to live nation wants it. And then I finally was like, oh, well, thank you for your honesty. And I shook his hand and I'm like, give me my money back. And of course I bought the tickets on StubHub. So you know what? Not the venues problem now. Now it's my problem. And of course, StubHub, they have their policy where if it's the venue's fault, it's not their problem. So there's really no way to fix this issue. It's my fault for not knowing what the venue's uh, restrictions on the coronavirus were, even though they just created those restrictions. My problem. So I lose the money. And I am not allowed to go see this concert because of the segregationist venue. So I I shake Chip's hand. I thank him for his honesty. And I go down to the the box office window. This is where I find out that they can't give me a refund. They can refund the money to the original ticket buyer. That they're more than happy to do. But me, I'm shit out of luck. The funny thing was, the girl in the ticket window, who was a super masky, she's like, hey, uh, can you please not videotape me? And I go, why? You're not allowed to be videotaped, even though you are supporting this segregationist venue? No one should know that you support segregation. Is that how it is now? We're talking about the side that has gone around filming everybody trying to cancel people nonstop for years. I guarantee you if I went through that girl's social media, she has been involved in cancel culture campaigns. Am I being uh, prejudiced? And Am I assuming something about her without proper foundation? Yes, I am. Might I be wrong? Yep. Would I owe her an apology in that circumstance? Perhaps I might. Do I feel comfortable enough in my assessment to say it anyway? Sure do. Okay. so this girl who is asking not to be videotaped is 100 percent on board with the program. That much is already obvious to me that I am not uh, assuming. So she is on board with the segregationist vaxi masky commie program, supported by the Paramount Theater Austin, and she doesn't want to be videotaped because it's not fair. She's just supporting the policies, right? So I find out that I can't get my money back. I go back on down to Chip. Chip's got another person with him, and I was like, "Hey, Chip, you know what?" Turns out I can't get my money back. Because I bought my tickets on StubHub, and so you guys won't give me my money back. StubHub won't give me my money back. But I am not allowed in to your segregationist venue because you all are in favor of segregation. And at this point, he and this other guy that are with him, like, I, by the way, I'm being polite. I'm not getting up in their faces. I'm being stern and assertive, but I'm not trying to make it personal. I was just like, it's amazing that you guys are proud to stand outside this venue and support a segregationist policy and pretend that that's not what you're doing, even though, you know, there is no medical reason, no public health reason for you to be supporting this policy. You know that, but you're still doing it anyway. I was like, this is really interesting. And finally, he just says, well, you know, we're just, we're just trying to stay in business, man. We're just, trying to, we're just trying to run our business. We're just trying to stay in business. And I'm like, oh, there it is. Okay, Chip, well, that's all you had to say. So you're telling me that you guys, quote unquote, staying in business, which really only means you don't want a bunch of commie maskies and vaxies to attack you on social media because no one can close down your business. You're not breaking the law by allowing normal people who aren't Nazis inside your club. You are choosing to submit to the Nazis and the commies and the vaccines and the maskies because you want to, because you are too much of a pussy to stand up to this Nazi regime. And this part I did say directly to him. I said, hey, Chip, you are supporting segregationist policies because you are too weak to stand up to them. You're telling me that you need to stay in business. So the policies are okay as long as it doesn't affect you. It can affect other people, but it just can't affect you because your business is so important. Your livelihood is so important. So if you have to be a segregationist venue to keep that going, well, I guess that's worth it, isn't it? You, Chip, are a segregationist. It's that simple. And you're going to say, no, well, this isn't, this isn't segregationist. You're being extreme. It's not fair to pin us down with that label. We don't support Nazism. We don't support communism. This has nothing to do with Jews or race. So therefore it's not segregation. Hey, Chip, it is absolutely segregation. It is medical segregation first and foremost. But the fact is we all know which Demographics do not want the vaccine. Number one among those demographics is black Americans who are only accepting the experimental gene therapy at a rate of around 30 percent, which means when you set a segregationist policy for your venue, you can know that you should anticipate disparate outcomes. Okay. And disparate outcomes are what the communists have always gone after. That is how they tell us our society is still racist, even though we are the most inclusive society in the world. That's how we are still racist. We are still supposed to believe that America is a racist nation, a white supremacist nation, because of the existence of disparate outcomes according to studies they do by choice. Like, for instance, the studies, the very real, very scientific studies that say women earn 80 cents to the men's dollar for the same work with the same experience, blah, 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 blah. doesn't matter that that's absolutely not true at all. We are still expected to agree that it is true because saying it isn't true, even though it isn't, is misogyny. That's what we are told. Disparate outcomes are always the point for these communists. That is how they make their arguments. It's how they form their arguments. If you can find disparate outcomes by race or by gender or by anything else, then that indicates a hateful society. So the segregationist policy at the Paramount Theater in Austin and in many other places, of course, creates disparate outcomes. It knowingly creates disparate outcomes because the information on who gets vaccinated less often is widely available. So, it is not only a policy that will create disparate outcomes. It is a policy put in place despite the knowledge that the policy will create disparate outcomes, which is, by the way, definitionally what they tell us is a racist policy. Okay? So, you can try to escape what they are doing, okay? As Chip did. Oh, it's not a segregationist policy. We're just trying to keep people safe. Okay, Chip. Well, let's talk about this on your terms. And I will still force you into the position that you actually do occupy. And I will not let you out because you do not deserve to be let out. Okay. I can give Chip the benefit of the doubt if I like. Chip might be an otherwise fine man, a fine member of his community. It's just that the screws have really been tightened on Chip. And now Chip has to do what Chip has to do because they have to keep the business in business. That is above and beyond everything else. That's what we must focus on. Keep the business in business, even though the business would not go out of business if they had chosen different policies. Very simple. It is quite clear That the Paramount Theater in Austin chose this policy themselves. And if you want further proof, it turns out the concert I was at on Saturday night was indeed another Live Nation venue and Live Nation did not put that policy in place at that venue. Now, that venue was outdoors, to be fair, which means the likelihood of covid spread in that environment is basically zero but that did not go into the calculation whatsoever because we are talking about people who do not even admit that fact about COVID as part of their calculus, okay? There was nothing anywhere at the venue on Saturday that encouraged or required vaccination or a negative COVID test. Nor did they require masks. And what becomes obvious at that point is that it's CHIP and CHIP's organization who run the Paramount Theater in Austin who are entirely responsible for their own segregationist policy. And now I don't want to let Live Nation off the hook here, by the way, because Live Nation is the one who is enforcing the COVID bubbles on their touring artists. Okay. Live nation are the ones who are taking professional musicians and treating them like circus elephants. That is absolutely their responsibility and their policy and their problem. But what I saw chip do was try to place the responsibility on a variety of other parties so that he didn't actually have to take responsibility himself. Initially, he claimed that he was proud of his policy because he thought that I would somehow agree that his policy was keeping people safe. It is not keeping people safe. There is absolutely no proof, no documentation, no evidence anywhere at all whatsoever that policies like the one Chip supports do anything to prevent the spread of a disease that only has the potential to kill one out of a thousand people who get it, which is less deadly than the average flu. And it does not affect or apply to the demographic of people who are attending events at his venue. So Chip's policy, the policy of the Paramount Theater in Austin is 100 percent only About Segregation and liability. All right. They don't want to take responsibility for anything. They don't even want to take responsibility for the reactions of communists who might get upset at them for not following covid policies that don't work, that don't accomplish anything other than segregation. Okay. Knowing that the policies don't accomplish anything other than ideological segregation, you should understand that people employing those policies ultimately are aiming at only ideological segregation. They want to have a venue that only caters to people who are on their team. And you can see it at all sorts of businesses. And of course, it's worse in blue cities like Austin, Texas, and even worse in blue cities that are in communist states like New York City or Los Angeles or San Francisco. They escalate the communism and the segregation wherever they can. Do not let these people off the hook. I actually went and wrote a Yelp review about this place if you guys want to go on Yelp and check out the review. It's up on the information stream. It's also just search Yelp for Paramount Theater in Austin. And click that you like the review. Share the review. Make the review go viral. I am not interested in attacking the Paramount Theater in Austin. I'm not interested in getting the thing shut down. And I'm not interested in getting Chip fired. What I am interested in is putting pressure on these businesses so that they have to contend with the fact that what they are doing is putting segregationist policies in place and that we all see them. Okay, we are the majority. We need to act like it. I don't want Chip to be fired. I don't want his family to lose his income. And I don't want the venue to be shut down. What I want is for the venue to be open to people who refuse to submit and comply with a medical experiment that may well kill them. This is the most dangerous vaccine in the history of vaccines. I mean, perhaps there's one that was more dangerous, but they absolutely cut off the the dissemination of that medical experiment as fast as they possibly could because we had a responsible public health community back then that wasn't simply doing the bidding of global communism and big pharma. That's not the situation right now. We have to stand up to this stuff. We have to share this information and we have to put pressure on these businesses to reverse their segregationist policies. That's it. Okay, I'm sure they have a lovely theater. I'm sure that the people believe they are doing these things with the best of intentions. It turns out, though, that they are not. And if they are looking at their own self-preservation as being more important than not participating in segregation, well, then all bets are off. People need to know that this is what that is. They need to pressure these businesses and say, hey, we do see you and none of us support this. It's funny to me because I went up to that box office window first. I had already looked at the prices on StubHub, right? I saw that they were like like 28 bucks a ticket, but StubHub charges outrageous fees. Like they are gonna charge you a good 30 to 40% of the ticket value as just fees. And they'll break it up into smaller fees, pretending that the money is going for different actual things and that they're not just ripping you off. They are blatantly ripping you off. I only use StubHub when I absolutely have to, which is why I went down to the venue first to see if somebody was selling their extra tickets before reverting to StubHub. But I also wanted to check out the box office prices because I figured, okay, they're 28 bucks on StubHub. They're probably like 30 bucks at the venue. Nope. Fifty five fifty for the same tickets at the venue plus fees at the venue, too. Oh, she made sure I knew that it's fifty five fifty plus fees. Okay. So assuming that they didn't raise the face value of the tickets on the night of the event, which, by the way, they may well have done. But assuming they didn't, these tickets in the resale market are already at a 50% markdown. And by the time I actually purchased them, they cost even less. The ticket price on StubHub for the same tickets had dropped to $25 a ticket. Okay, obviously not a big difference. I understand that. But it is still a real-world proof of the fact that demand for these tickets was rather low. And they had plenty of available seating in all the different sections. So it turns out that they may already be subject to reduced business as a result of their segregationist policy, and they're keeping the policy in place anyway. So if their goal is to stay in business, as Chip so nobly told me, they're doing a bad job of that, too, because they're actually they're actually reducing their target market for selling tickets. The venue stays in business by selling out shows they can sell out and then selling food and alcohol and T-shirts and whatever else they might be selling inside. They literally turned away paying customers to keep their segregationist policy in place. And that is where we are right now. That's why it's important to review these segregationist businesses on Yelp to share these reviews and to show these businesses that the community actually does not support segregationist policies. And that makes me think of a great post by uh, Scott Pressler the other day. I don't know if you're not familiar with who Scott Pressler is, he does great work traveling all around the country, teaching people how to run for office and teaching them how to register voters and basically teaching people how to become grassroots activists to try to take this country back from the communist infiltration. So Scott Pressler posted that everyone should figure out the process for writing letters to the editor of their own local papers. Short notes to the editor. There's always an online portal. You just search for your local paper and letters to the editor, and it'll tell you how to get your voice to your local media outlet. Really simple. Requires five or ten minutes of your time And when people do this stuff, it actually does change the minds of these people. you got to think about what the process here is, right? For so long, for so many years, all the grassroots stuff has happened in favor of the communists. I mean, think about Barack Obama, community organizer, right? That is basically just a Black Lives Matter leader, right? And I'm not saying that Barack Obama is a Black Lives Matter leader, and I didn't bring up Black Lives Matter because Barack Obama's black, all right? I brought it up because Barack Obama is a communist community organizer and Black Lives Matter leaders are communist community organizers. Black Lives Matter is a communist organization, okay? I don't need to go through why that's true. If you're not aware of that, you can simply look into it or continue listening to the show, and I'll probably cover all that ground in little chunks at some point, okay? So the grassroots community organizing on the left has been a thing for a very long time. That's how you get leftists into school boards and city councils. And then all of those people work their way up until they have infiltrated and taken over the entire political apparatus in towns, in cities, in states, and then in the nation. All right. So this is a small thing to make your voices heard. All right. These people pay attention to the squeaky wheels. You know, this is what apathetic and lazy people in organizations do. If someone is causing all the problems, if someone is always the one complaining, sometimes it is simply easier to bend over to whatever their complaint is and set out policies that will shut them up so they win, okay? That's how this stuff has gone for uh, for a really long time. And editors of local papers are no different than anyone else when it comes to this stuff. If an editor of a local paper gets 200 letters to the editor in favor of whatever the en vogue communist cause is that week. They're going to think this is what the community thinks, especially when there's no one making any noise on the other side. And again, no one has to be impolite about any of this. No one has to be mean or personal, and certainly no one should be violent or aggressive. But that doesn't mean you can't tell the truth about what's happening in these situations and describe this stuff in its proper terms. The policy of that venue, the Paramount Theater in Austin, supported by Manager Chip, is in fact a segregationist policy. So I don't need to complain about the vaccine mandate and try to prove to them that the vaccines don't actually work. They know the vaccines don't work. All right, the people supporting these policies don't actually believe that the policies work. They believe that supporting the policies is important because of what it says about them and what the society they want to create is. And the society they want to create is a segregationist society. They want everyone to believe and submit to the things they want. They want everyone else barred from society. It is clear that that is what they want. They tell you that that is what they want. They set up programs that show you that that is what they want. It's time to believe them and it's time to describe it accurately as a segregationist policy. That's what they want. And you can trust that when it comes time for them to publicly say, Yes, we support this segregationist policy, even though it has disparate outcomes in terms of race. They will happily say it. All right. Stop pretending that the Democrat Communist Party cares about racism and cares about ethnic minorities. They do not. The Democrat Communist Party is a hate movement. If you still support the Democrat Communist Party, you have walked yourself into a hate movement inadvertently or otherwise you are part of a hate movement period sorry Kami, i know no one else will tell you that and i know you're going to pretend it's an extreme view and i know i'm a mean person for telling you but the truth remains you walked yourself into a hate movement you are part of a hate movement you support a hate movement And you support the hate movement's policies, including and especially segregation. Now, in one last final effort, to be fair, to chip the segregationist commie, I will allow that there are quite a large number of, quote unquote, artists and entertainers around the country who are 100% dyed-in-the-wool, stick-to-your-guns, communists. And one of those is Patton Oswalt, the sort of comedian, sort of actor, who's really just a rotund little troll who publicized his own wife's death for a very short time and then immediately got married to someone else and publicized that. Patton Oswalt is one of the most heinous public communists in the country. And he is a massive supporter of segregation. And I assume he will support equally the camps for the unvaccinated in places like Australia that he will eventually promote to happen in America, because this is just who he is. Okay. You got to understand if you are this deep into this communist takeover, if you are still supporting the theft of an election, the illegitimate president, the completely false COVID narrative that has been proven a hoax and anti-science on every single level and by every single metric, You are down with the entirety of the Nazi playbook. At what point would it be too much for Patton Oswald? And the answer, of course, is there is no point where it will be too much. If Patton Oswald is doing this of his own accord, he is one of the worst people in the world, okay? It's also possible that he's doing all of this because he is. Compromised, and that would be because there is so much more despicable shit in this man's closet than most of the public knows right now. And you can pretty much bet on the truth of that. Okay. So Patton Oswalt decides he's going to have a comedy tour. Apparently, there are still communists around the country that will spend real money. That was probably given to them by the government. And by the way, I was on unemployment too. So it is what it is. But there are people who will spend money to go see Patton Oswalt do something resembling comedy around the country. All right. Patton Oswalt has just had to cancel shows in Florida and Salt Lake City, Utah, because the venues will not agree to put his segregationist policies into place. I would imagine he's performing at the Paramount Theater in Austin with no problems whatsoever. And, of course, Patton Oswalt is taking this opportunity to show all the other child-brained communists in the country that he is 100% on board with the Nazi playbook, the segregationist playbook, and he will absolutely support any little thing that their stupid commie hearts desire. Okay, Patton Oswalt is down for absolutely all of it. Now, you want to know how obvious and easy it is to see that the point is the segregation and not the health. The point is the ideological conformity. The point is the insistence that everyone in your environment will be exactly like you. Here you go. Imagine for a second this rotund little troll strolling out onto a stage uh, in front of a crowd of people who didn't all agree to be ideologically enslaved to the communist movement, which Patton Oswalt is a famous member of. What would happen if Patton Oswalt came out and spent his hour and a half trying to make fun of people who are not retarded about the coronavirus or perhaps People who might not believe that the illegitimate president got 81 million real legal American votes. Imagine what this rotund little troll would have to experience if his show was performed in front of people who might not be communists. That would not go over very well. No one would think he's funny. So the only way Patton Oswalt can assure himself that the audience of people he will be saying hateful things to will not turn on him and expose him for the leader of the hate movement that he is, well, he has to make the entire audience submit to taking part in a medical experiment. Let's be realistic, okay? Okay. There aren't too many people who are going to attend a segregated event with just their negative COVID test, unless they're young, like really young, like not eligible for the medical experiment young. Those are the only people who are going to go to, the, to a segregated event like this. Everyone else is just going to be like, yeah, of course I got vaccinated. <laughs> I'm not a stupid person. Of course, I signed up for this medical experiment so that I could still be allowed to attend Patton Oswalt comedy shows and go on planes, even though no one has made it so that the unvaccinated can't go on planes. Well, who knows? We'll see later on. Joe Biden is going to announce the new series of threats against the uh, intelligent. And Patton Oswalt's tour is called the Who's Ready to Laugh? tour. Patton Oswald live. Who's ready to laugh? <laughs> that is the most dystopian name of a comedy show ever. Who's ready to laugh at me repeating the slogans of the hate movement that we have all joined? That's what it should be called. That is a more accurate title for your tour, Patton. I'll even give it to you for free. I'm not going to trademark that. You can just use it. I would appreciate your honesty. Here's what he has to say about his decision. The good news is we're keeping everyone who comes to these shows safe and healthy because the numbers are going up. Now, the bad news, of course, is there are five venues on the tour that are not complying with this. Oh, they want to kill everybody. That's what it must be. You're trying to save people and they're trying to kill people. Is anybody going to die because of their decision? No. Would anybody be saved because of your decision? Also, no. But you get points for pretending that's true. So you got to do it. And then go ahead and double down. This difficult decision was made due to the rising numbers of COVID cases and also because I have an ego, but my ego is not big enough to think people should die to hear my stupid comedy. Oh, 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 you're so self-effacing. You're just like us. You're just like everybody. You don't actually have a huge ego. You're just saying that so that we think it and then you're turning it right back down by calling your comedy stupid. We get it, Patton. (laughs) I'm ready to laugh. He goes on. So hopefully, hopefully he said it twice. That's not me emphasizing. He actually said it twice. So hopefully, hopefully in the future, we can rebook those when sanity holds sway again. But this sucks. I was really looking forward to Florida to Salt Lake City. Maybe Patton Oswalt's tour should be Patton Oswalt Live, the war cry of the Theta Mail. Isn't it incredible that on the front lines of the information war, the communists chose the weakest, most pitiful characters to do the heavy lifting? And by the way, Patton Oswalt shows that he has now canceled are in December and January, okay, three months away, four months away. That's what he's canceling. He is so worried about the coronavirus three and four months from now that he has to cancel them because the venues will not agree to segregation. Apparently they don't have faith that enough people will get vaccinated. Apparently their power of convincing people to take part in the medical experiment has waned. He's not admitting that, of course. Why would you admit that? But that must be what he thinks, right? There aren't going to be enough vaccinated people who want to come see my show that his encouragement itself wouldn't Accomplish his goal? Does he really think there's a lot of people out there who are vaccine hesitant or anti-vax? That actually want to go watch this rotund little troll do comedy? That situation does not exist. What he wants is segregation and virtue signaling. And that's what he's getting. That's what he's promoting. He wants segregation. If they choose not to agree with segregation, then he will choose virtue signaling and take his little ball and go home. Oh, how brave Hollywood is. And just a word on the future of this hate movement that they have going, right? They hate us, okay? The elite culture hates us. The Hollywood celebrities hate us. The tech companies, blah, 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 run through the entirety of the old guard and all of the little brainwashed commies that continue to support them. They all hate us. It is a hate movement. It is 100% a hate movement. If it were not a hate movement, they wouldn't be interested in segregation, but they are. So, all of us, we are used to being hated, okay? I can speak for myself, at least. I am quite used to being hated. It bothers me a little bit to the extent that it's like, well, I mean, I guess I'd rather not be hated, so it kind of sucks that I am hated, but hey, what am I going to do? I'm not going to do the things that will make them stop hating me because their hate isn't actually based on... On any of those things, they now identify me as a person who belongs to the group they hate. That's what a hate movement is. All right. It's not like they just go out and individually meet every person they hate and they're like, well, I've uh, uh, assessed this person's personality and it turns out I hate them. That's not what's happening at all. Okay, they group people by certain characteristics and decide that they hate everyone. All right. Now this hate movement in particular, because it's practiced by elites and the uh, purveyors of culture, they choose to display it as a movement about anything other than hate. And they choose to display themselves as ultimately loving and tolerant. That is obviously not true. They are a hate movement. All right. So we have gotten used to being hated. And if you haven't gotten used to being hated yet, well, steal your spine and prepare to be hated. All right. I don't know why so many people are still refusing to stand up for themselves in these situations and in situations of vaccine mandates and whatever else. You know, often people on Telegram and elsewhere will say, well, hey, man, you don't know what it's like out here. People are getting You know, they're being faced with their jobs being taken away because these vaccine mandates you're like, you can't tell these people like what to think or what to do. I'm like, what? My job, my entire industry got taken away 18 months ago. The very day they decided to lock down the career I had built for myself for 15 plus years was gone Like that, immediately, just gone. Not coming back, not coming back in some form, not coming back in an ancillary way that I could move to, just gone. Totally, completely gone. Okay? And fine. Perhaps I was in an industry that was very fragile, and I'll take responsibility for that. All good. All right? My point here is not to complain. It's to say a lot of us have actually had to experience all the things that these people are worried about. The loss of livelihood. You're going to tell me about that pass, man, pass. I'm sorry that your life is being negatively affected by the fact that this hate movement is finally after this long encroaching on your comfortable existence. No, I don't feel sad for the fact that you are in a position where you have to stand up for yourself. That is just a part of life. It is a skill you need to learn. If you are not comfortable with being hated, well, either submit to the hate movement and join it or figure out how to steal your spine and stand up to the hate movement. Real simple, okay? If you can't get that far, I don't know what to tell you, but what I want to focus on is people like Patton Oswalt. All right. Patton Oswalt's entire life has basically been Patton Oswalt running from trauma by trying to convince everyone else that everything is just fine. And in fact, he's super happy. And this lifelong mission of his will be complete. Once he knows that enough total strangers think he's great, and how many is enough? Well, that's a moving number, okay? Whenever he reaches the number he thought was enough, it turns out the number's way higher. And so then he'll just figure out how to make those strangers like him. Now, he has already maxed out on doing that the right way, so... He's taking advantage of this hate movement that he thinks currently holds legitimate power and will forever. All right. He thinks he is going to be one of the top commies, but that world is not going to exist. And Patton Oswalt's entire life will crumble around him, obviously, because he is a prominent public facing member of a hate movement when everyone in the country has realized that he is not going to be anyone's hero any longer. All right. He is going to be a lot more like Christoph Waltz at the end of *Inglorious Bastards. He will be fortunate if no one carves a swastika into his forehead because that's who Patton Oswald is. All right. He doesn't See that coming. And no one will be less prepared to be hated than people like him. All right. Things are not going to work out well for those people. And this isn't me wishing that upon them. Again, remember the entire first part of the show. I want even Patton Oswald to try to come back to America and redeem himself. I want all of these people to make themselves redeemable communists. There is no doubt about the fact that they are communists. They are in a hate movement. They are running the Nazi playbook to perfection. That is who Patton Oswalt is. All right. So there's no getting past that. What he can do is realize all of that before a moment of truth might pass, after which he has, no way to return, he can realize it before and make himself a redeemable communist and then work publicly against everything that he has publicly supported. And I would be very, very happy if he did that. I would be happy most of all for him, because the truth is we don't need Pat Oswald at all. All right. But if he wants to migrate back to America and become a redeemable communist, wonderful. All right. So that's not me hating Patton Oswalt or me wishing ill on Patton Oswalt. That is me saying this is the conclusion to Patton Oswalt's story unless he chooses to become a redeemable communist. It is what it is. You cannot be a public prominent part of a hate movement, have everyone realize that it is a hate movement and then just be a OK afterwards. Everybody's just going to forgive and forget. Nah, don't think so, Patton. Nobody's going to go to your comedy shows. That would be the best possible outcome for you. But it's actually going to be much, much worse than that. Because everyone sees you. Everyone knows who you are. And Patton Oswalt is one of millions of these people. I mean, he is one of the worst. No question about it. But there are going to be all sorts of lower level celebrities who don't have nearly the recognition of Patton Oswalt, who are going to be in the exact same position. And by the way, there's going to be a whole bunch who are way more famous than him, too. But what can you say about them other than, hey, good luck, Jennifer Aniston. I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. They lied to you about a pandemic. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, I'm Your Moderator.substack.com, where you can donate, or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the range.